what have I just come back to? <laughs> Fox, uh, Fox started it. Don't blame me. It wasn't, it wasn't me, Shane. I'm innocent. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't me, Shane. I'm innocent. It was you, Shane. You're as both as bad as each other. <laughs> you know what? I resemble that remark. You resemble? You resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you resemble that remark? <laughs> He's saying it's true. He's just saying, yeah. Oh, oh, that's okay. Right. I was expecting some sort of denial, but no. <laughs> Straight into it then. What are you drinking, Churchy? I am drinking a Jack Daniels. Oh, oh relevant. <laughs> Always relevant. <laughs> Did you know your name's Jack Daniels? Like the drink? Oh, no. <laughs> Somehow it fucking escaped me. <laughs> Oh, hello. Welcome. You're listening to the Hobby Homies podcast. We are your awesome. weekly war game and board game podcast. I'm Shane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Fox. Hello. And the man behind the magic, Churchy. Hello. This week, I think it's episode 18. Oh, we are I don't talking trust you anymore. board games. <laughs> We are so, talking board games. Yeah, make sure you crack a beer or whatever you're drinking and let's get into it. Yeah, we don't want to discriminate against people like Churchy who are not drinking beer or people that no. are of not Drink of the age. Want. Yes. Um, but uh, give it a crack. You know, sneak into your daddy's liquor closet. Yeah, just see what he's something. Got. Just, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hobby homies way. That's it. That's not we don't, I don't, for legal reasons. That's the joke. Yeah, very very satire. So yeah, <clears throat> board games. We yeah. do a board games episode once a, once a month, and this is that one for this, this particular is, month. <laughs> yeah. So as you probably know, Fox and I froth board games due to mm. the current global situation. It's very difficult to play board games with people that you don't live with. Mm. So we haven't been able to play many lately, but we've come up with something which we think will help us, you know, um, scratch the itch and tide us over until that time can can come again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you've chosen a few Kickstarters that you're looking forward to. Yeah. I thought I would sort of, um, yeah, sort of pick the top three current Kickstarters to give people an idea of what's currently happening on the Kickstarter scene. And then I thought I would mention or talk about which one of all the Kickstarters that I researched that I'm most excited for personally. Yeah. Let's take a minute and just briefly run through what a Kickstarter is. Like how can people Mm. find it? Uh, They can find Kickstarters at Um, kickstarter.com. Although I'm, I guess, not very good at internetting. (laughs) I find it tough to get to the board games just by going to kickstarter.com. I think you might have to like go there and click. I'm doing this as we talk, but my internet's just decided it's going to not flex its muscles. Yeah. And then, so you get to the Kickstarter. Uh, I think you got to click explore in the top left-hand corner. And then I'm guessing bo- there's games, but where's board games? Anyway, so I usually just Google Kickstarter board games 
Okay. Oh, tabletop games. Well, here we here we are. <laughs> I might have found it. But yeah, I usually just Google uh, Kickstarter board games, and then there's a link for all the board games. Now, Kickstarters uh, originally were just a place where you could, if you were like an indie designer, you had a phenomenal idea. You had maybe a prototype of the game and all the legal stuff sorted out. All you needed was the money. Yeah, you would, you would post all your information and go, hey, guys, this is the game. This is how it plays. If you think it's something, buy it now. And if I get, say, $200,000, I'll publish this game. Okay. And, and you'll get it. It used to be, that was the idea of it. So it's a crowdsource thing, a crowdfunding thing, I should totally. say. Totally. Yes, it's yeah. absolutely a crowdfunding, um, you know, and it's not just for board games, although board games seem to be one of the bigger, what would you call it? Uh, I don't know. One of the bigger things on the website. One of the more yeah. reliable things on the website. Yeah, okay. Um, there's tons of board games that go through Kickstarter because of the nature of that process. Like, yeah, lots of people think up great board games ideas. Lots of people put prototypes together, but they lack the funding to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if I didn't know any more, I would just think Kickstarter was purely for board games and card games. I wouldn't think that you'd kickstart anything else. Like, yeah, you know, oh, this t- doesn't there's, come to mind. There's tons of stuff. Like, uh, people put up comics. You know. They can write a good comic, but they don't have enough to publish it. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, there's short films and all kinds of stuff, but Damn. I've never looked at anything other than board games, to be honest, <laughs> except for when yeah. I've watched videos on like shitty Kickstarters where it's like, hey, pay for this device to breathe underwater, um, stuff like that. But that sounds like something that I would totally get around. Well, lucky for you, it's... <laughs> yeah. What? That's it. And Kickstarter for a while became synonymous with scams. So um yeah. you gotta be careful. But the board game Kickstarter is sort of like a almost a self-contained environment. That it's you know, you can go on the Reddit and the board games Reddit and suss them out and Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, yeah. it's 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 not really used as much for that anymore. Although it is, a lot of companies will instead of printing and publishing a game like you would traditionally, they don't need to take that risk anymore. They can put up a Kickstarter and if it doesn't fund, then they're not going to waste their money printing it. So it's basically like a life like a lifeboat, basically. So Yeah. But but so hang on, let me if there's a, some big company that could easily afford to produce yep. this game and have it flop and not, you know, not lose, what yep. I just don't understand. You know, I would imagine Kickstarter would be not for them. Like it would be more for those like indie developers, like we said, that couldn't even scrape together half of what they need to make the game. Yeah. And it, you know, it still is, but because it exists, imagine you're a company, right? Let's say you're a million dollar company and you've got the option of just like, you think you've got this great game, you've play tested it a fair bit, uh, you can print. Uh, a thousand copies of it now and start selling and just hope it does well. Yeah. Or you can put, you can print zero copies, put it on Kickstarter and have everyone pre-order it and get a rough okay. idea of how many you need to print. Yeah. All this kind of stuff, uh, how well it's going to do in retrospect to your other games, zero risk involved, you know? 
apart from yeah, the time yeah, it takes yeah, to yeah. make up the Kickstarter. So <laughs> from a business yeah. perspective, it's like, why why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but yeah, it it it's interesting. A lot of people, some people are in the school of thought that, you know, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. But mm. I mean, it, it, I th- it creates better games, I guess. I think another, another cool thing about it is that it allows people to try things that might not normally be tried otherwise. Yeah. Like yeah. concepts yeah. and stuff that are too risky to do in a mainstream sort of company, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, um, as a board game designer, you've got this interesting decision now. Do you present your idea to a company, a production company, where they say, oh, we'll make the game and you get 10% of all the profits and they do all the rest of the work? Or you can go to Kickstarter and sort of see if you can do it yourself. You know, you have to source people to make the minis and source graphic designers and all that kind of stuff of your own, but you get most of the proceeds. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, the Kickstarter originally used to like, I don't know, used to have lots of great deals. Like now it's kind of like you're buying, you're basically pre-ordering the retail version of the game and maybe you get a Kickstarter bonus. Yeah. But anyways, we'll talk about all that when I talk about my Kickstarter stuff. Yeah, dude, let's, um, let's get stuck into the games that you've picked. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So what I thought I would do is pick the top three current Kickstarters. Now, some of these may, some of the Kickstarters may have ended by the time this episode goes live, but that's not going to matter. And I'll okay. explain that later. Um, so the top three current Kickstarter board games are, number one, this is the big kid on the street, uh, in fact, this is the biggest kid on the street. Oof. It's Frosthaven. Ah, uh, yes. Gloomhaven's f- frosty brother. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we're all about frosties here on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just want to address something I noticed <laughs> when I listened back to one of our podcasts. There are at times what I would like to call Tactical awkward silences. <laughs> That's when I'm talking, for example, and then I have a drink of my beer. So I want you to know I'm drinking. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, when we're in the studio, we don't really have those because we can sort of, we're, we're looking at each other and we can time our. Yeah, you our, can see me deep throat in a frosty and you're like, I better keep talking. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> not the case now. Yeah, you've got like the whole neck of the beer in your mouth. I just got to, I got to keep talking, dude. I do no hands. I just let it, you know, I slot it in there, <laughs> throw my hands up, and I o- just go for it. Open, open the gullet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Frosthaven. <laughs> um, it it it's insane, right? Because of the su- success of Gloomhaven, this game currently has fifteen point two million dollars put into it right now. Australian, fifteen million dollars. That's insane. That's video game numbers. Yeah, and this is for the Kickstarter, right? You've got to imagine this is probably less than half of the people that will actually buy the game. Yeah. So, um, it's one hundred and fifty dollars for the base game on the Kickstarter, which is about forty percent off the retail version. Yeah. So that's actually a pretty good deal. Not a lot of Kickstarters do that. Um, the benefit of Gloomhaven, the original one, and now Frosthaven, is that they never have Kickstarter exclusives. 
which I personally like. I don't okay. want, I like the idea that if you buy the retail game, you get the same version as the people that bought the Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, but the see, like I I see where you're coming from, but I like the idea of exclusives, but it would be something like maybe you know, you know the old school Pokemon cards where they were like shiny. Of course. It'd be something like that. Like it would be just a like a, a different artwork or on a card or something like that. Um yeah. that makes it feel like you yeah. know, you've got something for it, but it's not like game breaking where no one else gets to enjoy like a whole new hero or something like that. Totally. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I like if there's gonna be Kickstarter exclusives, I'd prefer them to be what you just described, just cosmetic or Yeah, cosmetic, I, that's the word. I hate the idea that people will rock up to a retail store to buy a game that they've heard about and they can't get what effectively is the full game. Yeah. Because they didn't back it on Kickstarter. Because A, yeah. that, you know, they don't trust Kickstarter, they don't know it exists. So, anyways, the good thing about uh, Gloomhaven is they don't have that. Instead, you get the game slightly earlier and for, you know, 40% off. So that's great. That is pretty good. So for those who don't, I, I assume if you listen to a board game podcast and you enjoy board games, you, you probably know what Gloomhaven is because it's considered the board game. But just in case you don't, it's a dungeon crawler game. It's almost like they've got the most, they've been able to capture the most of what an RPG, you know, looks like within a board game. Yeah. So they yeah. haven't, it's not full Dungeons and Dragons, but they've captured a lot. You know, you can build your characters, skill them up, pick their abilities. Um, there's a ton of different, you unlock new characters, you get experience, you go to towns, you buy new items, all that stuff. Yeah. There's, in the original one, there's like not more than 90 different scenarios. Each scenario takes hours. There's road events going to particular dungeons. I mean, we've played a fair bit. We've played a yeah, little bit. We've, we've played a few, a good few sessions. Mm. Yeah. So um, the great thing about Frosthaven is, all right, so it is technically, it's a bit of a reskinned Gloomhaven. I mean, it's all new content, but it's the same game. Yeah. It's just got 100 new scenarios, which is nuts. Um, the good thing is all the characters from the original Gloomhaven can be used in this one and vice versa. Oh, I do enjoy when games do that. That's incredible. It means now yeah. instead of having an already, I think there was like 16 characters maybe, maybe even more, mm-hmm. you've now got almost 40 characters you can choose to play from. And that's insane, yeah. And, and yeah, between the two games, you've got more hours than you can actually play. So oh, yeah. don't worry about replayability. No. Nah. <laughs> that's well, I suppose that's the biggest thing about board games, isn't it? Replayability. So when you've got something where your replayability is, is infinite, yes. you can, you're gonna get your money's worth out of it. Even if you yeah. only value a dollar a session, eventually you're gonna get your money's worth out of it. So Yeah. And yeah. this game is great for solo as well. Um yeah. both Gloomhaven and this one. You can set it up, play by yourself. It's it's challenging if you you can set the difficulty. It's there's a reason it's the number one board game on as voted on Board Game Geek. So yeah, Frosthaven has built on all the feedback and all the other things you know that came with Gloomhaven. Even little things like all monsters now have their own standees. Which okay. Sh- Shane, if you think about our games, where a big part was taking the monsters out and clipping them onto their stands. Yep. Imagine they're already all clipped and ready to go and they just sit in a box. 
Yeah, nice. Now you just pull out the monster and slap it on the board as opposed to go, okay, this one is an elite. It goes in the yellow stand. Let me find a yellow stand. You know, yeah. all that stuff. Just yeah. little things like that Frosthaven's doing. Nice. Um, now, the Kickstarter for Frosthaven ends Saturday. So that's actually probably before this episode airs. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine because a lot of these in the past, they've had a second wave. So you, if you're listening to this, you've probably, and this is the first time you're hearing about it, you've probably missed out on <laughs> oh, yeah. the first wave of Frosthaven, which is fine because it's 150 for the base game. But shipping's probably going to be about thirty to forty dollars. You might only end up coming at about ten to fifteen percent down buying at retail, because retail brick and mortar stores get shipping cheaper. So, yeah, just get hyped for it. Suss out Gloomhaven. See if you like it. It's actually this game has prevented me from selling my copy of Gloomhaven. Wow, because I was like, you know, it just sort of sits around. It's I don't play it much. But I'm very excited for Frosthaven and the ability to keep all these characters. And I don't know if you can keep the items or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'll keep this kicking around. Even even having the characters work between two different games sounds worth it to me. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yes. I won't elaborate more on Frosthaven. People can check it out. Yeah. Just because you've missed out on it now, there'll be a second wave of pre-orders on the Kickstarter, I imagine. Yep. Um, yeah. The, I mean... <laughs> Fifteen point two million. That's just crazy. It blows my mind. <laughs> oh, doesn't it? I'd yeah. like to know what, like, you know, what comes in second to that. Like, mm. I imagine it's probably like five million or something would even be considered a lot for a pre-order. Like, you know, yeah, it's yep. just insane. Yeah. Well, great question. What does come in second to that? Ooh, uh, all time, <laughs> all time, it's probably <laughs> the first Gloomhaven. Oh yeah. Um, but. Number two on this list, let me just find out actually number two, how much it's currently raised. All right, 2.2 million is the next closest currently. Wow. So they've blown them out of the water. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and this game itself, the second one I'm going to mention, which is called, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm, I'm afraid it's called Ank, which is A-N-K-H, Gods oh, of Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this game is, yeah, so it's raised 2.2 million. It's, ma- it's made by something I also have never learned how to pronounce, which is, is it Kamon Games? C-M-O-N. Which I don't know if that's Simon, C-M-O-N, Kamon. I don't know. Kamon. It makes Kamon sense. Games. I'm just going to call it Kamon. Sure, I'll, I'll try and reference C-M-O-N. it as, yeah, C-M-O-N Games. <laughs> Kamon. Kamon. Come on, get it right, Foxy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this Kickstarter ends Tuesday, uh, May 5th. Okay, so there's time. There's time. Yeah. 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Again, the base game is $150. You know, with Kickstarter, you can get – there's different tiers, just like our Patreon. Check us out. I'll be having <laughs> Shameless plug right there. <laughs> um, so, there's – yeah – with a lot of games, there's different tiers where they give you additional stuff. Um, so I'm only going to mention the base tier, which is like you get the base game, the retail version of the game. Yeah. Because I don't want to go through all four or five tiers that each game has. Just quickly, get like, like a yep. tier would be like expansions, would it? Is that is that how oh, it works, basically? It's different for every game. That's a <laughs> okay. great question. So yeah. like, for example, Gods of War, 
the base game is 150. You get the base games and all stretch goals. Stretch goals is something to mention as well. Basically, it's something the company does. Jesus, you know how I said 2.2 million? It's actually up to, it's, it's ticking in front of me, but it's 3.5 million now, this next game. Wow. So that's a million since I checked today, four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stretch goals are like um, the company goes, hey, if we get $100,000, we'll add two more enemies. If we get $200,000, we'll add co-op mode. You know, so they basically say, well, we've got, if we get extra money, we can put extra stuff in. Yeah. Um, so a lot of games will go, you get the base game and all applicable stretch goals, which basically means everything that gets unlocked during the campaign. Yeah, nice. Um, the good thing about Gods of War is it, 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 like Gloomhaven, just has the base game. So $150, you get the base game and all stretch goals. No one miss, There's no Kickstarter exclusives. There's no funny business there. You just get the game. But some might go, and for $200, you get the base game and a cool hat to wear while you play it. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Okay. Probably, actually, better than that, they usually go like a deluxe uh, exclusive pack of enemy cards that only you get for back in the Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what, that's like kind of like what I said earlier. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just like, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, what game are we talking about now? Ank, yeah? Yeah, Gods of Gods of Egypt. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Because you said, I think you said Gods of War. And I'm like, isn't that a video sorry, game? Sorry, sorry, friend. <laughs> I was thinking Gods of War. I love that game. I was game. like, oh, it's they've Gods been – Interpreted Gods of War into a into a board no, game. No, That's no, kind of no. cool. <laughs> no. oh, I mean, this is cool as well. <laughs> but well, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, this so this game is made by uh, CMON, which are the creators of. I mean, these guys are probably, in my mind, the biggest board game company. Like they absolutely okay. nail games. Yeah. These are the Gloomhaven of publishers. Damn. They make they've made Arcadia Quest, Zombicide, Rising Sun, Blood Rage, A Song of Ice and Fire, the tabletop game. That's yep. the Game of Thrones one. Rum and Bones, just like tons of the you know they their games are littered throughout the top one hundred. You know, so I know Zombicide's pretty up there, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. All those games I just mentioned are just like all top one yeah. hundreds. So yeah, um, again, just as voted, not actual. Yeah, anyways, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so these are the big boys, and this is their frontline game. It's like a, it's two to five players. It's like a competitive war game. You each play as an Egyptian god and try to build up your following. You recruit followers, build monuments in your honor. You know, you try and be the only one god remains is kind of their catchphrase. So I guess, you know, you try and be the Egyptian god that yeah, people nice. worship. It's essentially a war game, but it's got some real nice mechanics and the thematical side of it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, because it's CMON or come on, whatever they are, <laughs> <laughs> their models are second to none in the board game world. So I can see people spending $150 just for the models. That's it. There are some insane ones. Go, go check it out. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, man, I have to check it out now, I think. Um, even the map. The map is something you could use in any RPG. It's it's very good value. Um, so you could, yeah, like I said, you could spend 150 just for the map and the, the models. 
Um, but there's also a board game there you can play, and it yeah. looks very good. They're never too ambitious or um, what's the word innovative with their mechanics. They like to keep it safe, smart. Okay, so they're not mainstream. Big risk takers. I don't think so. Having yep. said that, each of the games that I mentioned uh, are not unique, but they do. F- yeah, it's hard to explain. They do feel yeah. it when you play it. You're like, oh, that's a cool. Yeah. That's a cool little take on that. You know. Ah, Rising, sweet. Rising Sun's very cool. I've played that many times. It's like uh, a Japanese game. That's cool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> anyway, I don't. Okay, wanna- <laughs> so that's that's at, what's it? Ank Gods of. Egypt. Egypt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of Egypt. Nice. Um, so, I mean, rough for them because if you're jumping on Kickstarter and you've got 150 bucks to burn, are you doing Gods of Egypt plus or Frosthaven, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that they've already made three point whatever, uh, I just mentioned before, million. Oh, they're doing all right. They're doing real well. And yeah. you could imagine what that was if they were the, if Frosthaven wasn't out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that I mean, the game looks great. I would encourage you to check it out. The third one, a little bit smaller. And maybe they've suffered from the same thing. How can you mm-hmm. compete with Gods of Egypt and Frosthaven? Yeah. It's called Planet Unknown. And it's raised about a quarter of a million. Okay. But it has it's a cheaper game, so it's got the third most backers currently. I'll run through this one real quick. It's the it's certainly the most unique of sort of the top 10 games right now. It's one to six players and you're given a random planet and a random player board. I think there's about 49 different combinations of planets slash player boards that you can have. Oh, wow. So the replayability is apparently insane because like what are the odds of you having the same one twice? Um, it boasts zero downtime. So, you're so not, what, like, no setup? No, no, no. Uh, like I don't do my turn and then wait. 10, 15 minutes for you to have your turn. Oh, righto. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. So that's cool. It looks like there's like, so there's a lazy Susan in the middle. That's part of the game. (laughs) And you basically have a planet that's gridded. And you, I don't know if you spin the lazy Susan or how that works, (laughs) but you grab tiles, you all grab a tile off the lazy Susan and Tetris style, you put it on your planet. So you're basically building things on your planet ecosystems and whatnot and i think each tile gives you points if it's uh yeah it's it's very unique (laughs) that's all i can say it's called planet unknown i would check it out it's 75 dollars for the base game yeah yeah again that ends saturday which is yesterday if this is released on sunday (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but i you know i'd I'd keep it on your radar for when it goes retail because for you know 75 bucks this seems like a really good one to six player game. Yeah, that you haven't you haven't played before? That sounds interesting. I, I'm always on the um, I've always got my eyes out for games that sound like that, like something that's like I guess more friendly to people that aren't hardcore gamers and that can't totally. sit through like a three hour session of Gloomhaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, it struck me as kind of photosynthesisy. Yeah, yeah. That you you hear the game and you go, "That's a cool idea." Yeah, you know. So, and you know, for that cheaper price, I suppose. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, did you do? Did you do three, or did you get more done? Um, I did three. I yeah. I did do more, but 
I could spend out, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to take too much time. <laughs> I know, I know. You could spend the whole podcast talking about just the games that you're looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, those are the top three Kickstarters in yep. terms of amount of backers. Oh, right. Okay. Um, the one I'm most excited for actually isn't in that list. It's called Excavation Earth, and it's about $80 for the base game. It's got about 130000 behind it. Yeah. A lot of people on Reddit were sort of saying, you know, I'm interested it hasn't really taken off because it seems very cool. But I think a large part of that is we've got limited resources and there are so many top games. You know, Simon, the big players just released their flagship game. Yeah. Frosthaven's out, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's like releasing a movie uh, when Marvel, the new Marvel movie comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No chance. Yeah. So, yeah. or or a Marvel movie and the Lord of the Rings movie or something. And yeah. you, you're trying to be the third player. It's tough. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, it's called Excavation Earth. It's this is the one I'm most excited for, even more so than the ones I mentioned, like Frosthaven, which I'm oh, very wow. keen for. Frosthaven, I'll wait for a release. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Excavation Earth, I might back on Kickstarter and wait till. How long has that got to go? Um, th- that's a valuable question, Shane, because <laughs> it says November, but something you need to understand about Kickstarters, people that are listening, uh, it says November, you never know. Yeah, You've got no security. If there's setbacks, I'm still waiting for a game because of COVID. You know, I don't know. I backed a game once that said it was going to come out in six months and I got it two years later. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So- so let me understand this. So mm-hmm. if you back a game, does that money go to out of your pocket straight away or does it only come out when the game is released or like do they? That's, yeah, that's a great question too. So the way it works is you back a game and the money comes out if the campaign gets funded. Okay. So most campaigns will say, I need $30,000 to even fund this thing. Yeah. Um, and the date that it, the funding ends and closes. So for most of these games, it's like Saturday. At that date, that's when your money goes out. That's when the company gets it. That's when they use it to print your copy and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, yeah you might not. So you're out of pocket for anywhere between six to 24 Two months. Years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yep. is there any security there? Like if, if I fund this game and it, and it, it gets, it gets, Sorry, if I back a game and it gets funded yep. and then for some reason the company goes tits up or whatever, yeah, is, yeah, there yeah. Anything, is there anything stopping me from losing my money? Or um, There used to not be, I think, which is why it got such a bad rep. But I think there is a – I don't know. The, yeah. the answer is I don't know. Yeah. But well, I mean, that's good. I'm like, if, sure you, there if is. you knew, it would mean there was like obviously a problem. The fact that you don't know if that's a thing makes yeah. me think that – it's pretty safe and pretty secure. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember this big thing on Steam a few years ago with early access games where developers were just releasing like a, a tenth of a game, making all this money, and then just vanishing. Yeah, you know? like so. That's I suppose yeah. that's a problem we we have nowadays. Like because yeah, totally. Yep. Because you can pay someone for something that you're not going to receive for X amount of time. Or it might be in a like the likes of early access games. It might have been in a state where you know you're happy with it for a long time. Yeah, but you're you're looking ahead where you know back back in the old days you sort of you 
you buy what you get. Like, you know, you're, yeah. you're, paying, you're paying for something and then that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I wish I could give a more solid answer, but I'm pretty sure there's, I remember there was a system or a program that Kickstarter started doing to try and protect people. Yeah. I, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you give money to a company and they do go tits up and they don't have the money to refund you, yeah, you know, they disappear. Yeah. So, you know, that's a benefit of uh, just making sure you read the comments, do a bit of research on the, the board game company itself. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of diligence involved by you as the purchaser. And, and that's a big reason people stick away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this game, Excavation Earth, one to four players. You play as – so it's it's set in the future. Earth has been – everyone on Earth is dead. Oh. Yeah. Heavy. Um, so you play as sort of like alien merchants, traders, prospectors, and relic hunters. Yeah. And you discover Earth as a trade federation. <laughs> and you go to Earth looking for ancient relics of the dead – dead civilization yeah um you take them back to your planet and sell them nice so you're finding things like number plates off cars and like that little um chinese good luck cat with the hand thing oh yeah that <laughs> moves know? yeah yeah, yeah. you find stuff like that as an alien race and you take it back to your planet but the cool thing that i like about it is there's you know you try and build these sets uh which give you bonus points so maybe you're trying to find like I don't know anything about it, but I'm assuming like maybe a, a set of Chinese relics from that region. It's actually a map of Earth that you do your prospecting on. Yeah. There's also market manipulation. So there's like some thing relics that you get are worth a lot of money, but then if you sell a lot of them quickly, it drops the price of what they're worth. So oh, you sort yeah, of flood yeah. the market with, say, Chinese relics. Yeah. And then other That's players cool. that have, have those relics. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. They are then sort of scrapping to like sell them for a pittance, or they they <laughs> risk holding on to them and hoping the price for them goes back up. Now that you've flooded the market early, maybe the demand increases later on. So there's all these different cool elements to the game that I'm just like, oh, it's got everything I want. Yeah, it sounds really really awesome. When's that set to be released? Uh, oh, this is the one that's set I think in November, but oh, again, yeah. who knows? Yeah, really. Um. Yeah. It ends Monday, May 4th at 10 p.m. So oh, Star Wars Day. Yeah, exactly. May the yeah. 4th be with you at 10 p.m. Yeah. Australian Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> $80 okay. for the base game. The art looks incredible. It's, I didn't actually do much research into the developer of the game, but uh, that's the one I'm most excited for. Nice. I like um, that. That's got some very, uh, very interesting elements, and I think it's quite funny that um, for once where the ancient civilization that's being excavated yeah. And, yeah. and collected and, you know, these alien races are finding all these, like, Xbox 360s and, and selling totally. them as relics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. That's, you know, that's they, cool. they come here and find... That uh, is a cool spin. Yeah. yeah. They find a Make America Great Hat and they're like, this, I mean, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> What is America? <laughs> what is great? <laughs> Just all these different things. True. Like that, yeah. So I would jump, like the art is awesome. Um, it's not a live episode, so there's no point in me posting it in the <laughs> Discord right now. But yeah, that's the one I'm most excited for. Definitely. Nice, dude. Nice. 
Very nice. Um, so away from Kickstarter, maybe people don't like Kickstarter for whatever reason. That's fine. Shane, have you got some board games that are out now that people can get their nitty-gritty hands-on that you're excited for? Oh, you betcha. You betcha. <laughs> as long as you can find them because I know like, the boss went to go look for some jigsaw puzzles. She loves doing jigsaw puzzles and everywhere she goes, they're just sold out because no one's wow. got anything better to do than play than put jigsaw puzzles together at home. Yeah, yep, so, fair enough. If you're lucky to get your, you know, your nitty gritty paws on some some board games, I've I've I was to choose three. I got slightly distracted and only managed to choose two. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So these are good. these are games that I haven't played, but I am itching to play. Um, so both of them are uh, one like a, can be played single player, which is a massive thing I'm seeing nowadays. A lot of a lot of single player games. Oh yeah, more relevant than ever too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, the games I like are not quite the games that the girlfriend likes, so it would be still good to play some games, even if it's by myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if you got to play by yourself because your girlfriend won't do it with you, then <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. That's it, man, especially yeah. when she's not home. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. the urge to play board games is just too great. That's right. <laughs> oh. I'm, only, I'm only a man. Sorry to cut you off. I just went on the Kickstarter for that Excavation Earth. It looks like you can play now on Kickstarter. I mean, sorry, Tabletop Simulator. So, Oh, really? Yeah, and Tabletopia, whatever that is. But carry on with your... No, no, that's... We can get around that because we've got yeah. Tabletop Simulator and our Discord channel has its own dedicated Tabletop Simulator channel. Yeah, it know. does. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We, we have people in there looking for games and playing games in there. So that's very interesting. I've just linked it in the our Tabletop Simulators channel so people nice. can jump in there, subscribe to it. We can have a bit of a play around with it. Hell yeah. You can even get a little idea of the art just from what's on the front when you first click that link. Anyways. Yeah, wow. That yeah. actually looks that looks really cool. Yeah. I yeah. need to click on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to. You must. Yeah. Have to. The board game components themselves look sick. There's a rule book online for it already. Um yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Nah, sweet. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, so the, the number two game that I picked, so I'll save my favorite for last. I was going to say, you didn't even say number two. one. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Terraforming Mars. Oh, so at yes. the moment, that's number three overall on Board, board Game Geek. Yep. Um, it's made in 2016, so it's been out for a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah, one to four players. Community says three players is the sweet spot. Yes, that seems right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, average play time is about 120 minutes, so two hours. And board game geek user complexity system. This is yeah. way, this weighs in at 3.24, which is considered to be medium to heavy. So it's out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a frame of reference, Monopoly comes in at a whopping 1.6 complexity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this so is a bit, a bit more. Half as complex as Terraforming yeah. Mars. Yeah. yeah. And Uno comes in at 1.1. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's just a rough, rough frame reference there. Um, so it, you want to play Terraforming Mars. Oh, yeah. I want to terraform that red planet. Yeah. So hard. What do you know, have you, what do you know about it? What, what entices about you about it? Well, I've, I've only sort of watched a few videos on it. Um, yeah. I I like the whole resource production and resource 
balancing uh, mechanic to it. Uh huh. Um, basically, you play as like a corporation, and you're yeah. I've I've got the basically the description here, which is what sort of enticed me into it. So this is what's advertised on the box. Yeah. Um, so it says. In the 2400s, mankind begins to terraform the planet Mars. Giant corporations sponsored by the world government on Earth initiate huge projects to raise the temperature, the oxygen level, and the ocean coverage until the environment is habitable. Mm. In terraforming Mars, you play as one of the corporations and work together in in the terraforming process, but compete for getting victory points that are awarded for not only your contribution to the terraforming, but for other commendable things. So it's got that co-op but there's also some like playing against each other like more strategy i suppose yeah yep yeah um i've actually played this game oh really twice or three times maybe yeah yep tell me about it oh i mean it's been years actually um i think i played it in 2018 or three times and it is it is honestly phenomenal it's surprisingly simple like it is quite weighty and to play it well against other people that have played it many times or are a bit more tactical in their approach to games you know there's a lot that you can do with it yeah but the guy who had played it a lot explained it to us in a matter of i would say 15 to 20 minutes and we felt and we just went with it yeah and learned things on the fly and it felt intuitive and there was many cool different things like, yeah, trying to control the temperature and the oxygen and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of very cool things. There's limited tiles. So, like, yeah, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of tiles are worth a lot of points if you build on them. Yep. Um, so, you try and get those early, but the position of them matter and, oh, uh, yeah, it's a sick game. You'd that love it, nice. dude. And yeah, like, from what I've seen on it, it just looks so good. And it's one of those games, every time I go to the game shop, I pick it up and I've, ha- I've got it in my hands and, like, Mm. And then I look at like Scythe, and then my yeah. other game here that I'm that I've picked as number one, mm-hmm. which hint isn't Scythe. That yeah. would have been number three. Um, but uh, I just can't like pick between them, you know. So yeah, yeah I, I like the resource management thing. It's got little resource cubes, which are yep. a throwback to some of our other episodes. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no big black cubes. Just no, just regular size clubs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clubs? Um, I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now. Um, yeah, and like it's got like research mechanics and all that sort of stuff, which... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And the game seems like it's got a few um, uh, elements to it that are be- they're good for beginners. Like you can choose a beginner corporation, which is just, I guess, in like an easy mode. And then yeah. you can choose some of the named corporations, which have different um, mechanics behind them. Very cool. Yeah. That's and, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, and it uses like credits as a currency and, yeah, but um, definitely worth having a look at. And, yeah, this one's in stores and it's been in stores for four years. So, yeah, it's, it's been out and about. It's got four four expansions. Yeah, um, I I know of Turmoil. I think we played that one, but I don't oh, know yeah. any of the others. I haven't got the names of them here in front of me, but um, Board Game Geek has them all listed. Yeah, sick. Yeah, there's. I know That's one. Cool. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the other side of the planet, like the darks. The yeah. So, because you, you terraform one side, it's like yeah, the other side of the map, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a sick yeah. Game. So that's that's terraforming Mars. Oh, I didn't write the price down, but off the top of my head, I think it's about a hundred bucks. 
Yeah, um, I think that's right. standard for a for a sort of a like a pretty fully complete board game. Yep. yep. Yeah. Ninety to hundred bucks depending where you buy. I'm sorry. I got first of all two things. The first one is you reminded me of when you said resource collection. Uh, I I just remembered Frosthaven has added the ability to collect resources and build your town. Oh wow, that's which is so, that's yeah, cool. Which is something that wasn't in the original one. Yeah. And the second thing is I'm gonna have to stop you right there because I need to go get another drink. And I <laughs> don't fine. feel like I'm a, I want the suspense of your number one to really sink in yeah. on my journey to the fridge. <laughs> so I'll return and I'll let Churchy chime in with his favorite board game he's ever played. Oh, yes. If he's hmm. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah I don't know. I haven't, I haven't uh, played a lot of board games in recent memory. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Like to get the time and the group together... That's the biggest yeah. thing. If you're trying to get like four or five people together on one particular night, it's pretty pretty hard to coordinate. Yeah, for sure. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can. It's a few that I've enjoyed in the past. Probably like um, Zombicide's pretty good. Yeah, I've never played it. Uh, it's pretty cool. You like have different characters and like you roam around the map, killing zombies and finding items and stuff and. Usually yeah. there's like a bit of an objective that you're trying to do. Um, yeah. But it's sort of like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a pretty good, uh, I guess, co-op kind of zombie survival sort of board game yeah. form, I guess. Um, another good one, Talisman. Oh, um, yeah, heard of it. Cool. Again, haven't That's, played it. <laughs> yeah, that one's like, I've played a fair bit of that. Um, yeah quite a few years ago now but that was pretty cool because you're like each a different hero and you kind of there's like three there's three different rings of the uh map so the outer rings like got you go around the board and keep going around the outside and you can kind of like bump into things and level up or like find monsters every now and then and oh yeah you sort of like fight and get stronger and like find items and stuff sometimes i think I can't remember too much off the top of my head because it was a long time ago, but it gets really competitive because then you go into the second ring because there's, it's like, I can't remember what's at the center of the map. There's something that you're trying to like climb and get the talisman or something so that you can do something, but whoever does it wins. Yeah. So it comes down to like, so you start with like five or six players or whatever. um, And then it gets pretty intense and like people like die off and get killed and then, eventually there's like two or three people left and then someone might get ahead and then someone else might get lucky and manage to catch up and then you'll have like two or three people competing to get to the center and then i think there's some pretty strong thing that you have to face or fight or get around right near the end like on okay the last like a last boss yeah 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 pretty much something like that i can't yep. remember exactly what it is but it's pretty cool because it gets like really really fired up and then once you get to the top I think if someone else gets there as well within like three turns or something, then you have to like fight to the death. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It actually, so, it sounds like a, a hard, like a much more serious and hardcore version of Munchkin. How like, yeah, you know, you're yeah. fighting to level up and then yeah. the first person that gets through. It's, it's a bit different than Munchkin, <laughs> like the mechanics and stuff are a bit different. And it's oh, like, I imagine. Yeah. Course, yeah. Yeah. It's Munchkin's like more, pretty uh, simple. But Munchkin, Munchkin is actually another really fun game. <laughs> like I've played a fair bit of Munchkin. Love that game. Yeah. What game were you talking about, Jack? That sounded phenomenal. Uh, Talisman. Talisman. The one before, yeah. 
it's pretty cool. Huh, I'll, um, I'll I'll post it in like the uh, board games channel. Yeah, dude. I'll find just a link. Yeah, but Fox is back now, guys. So I am back. You're I here with returned. the hobby homies. Although, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Although I did go on a journey just now into I went Talisman board game geek and and now I'm here. Oh, it's quite oh, a thematic game. Very cool. An adventure board game set in high fantasy med- medieval world. Is this the four- 14 characters to choose from? Wow. Yep. Anyways. The and there's ex- was- expansion yeah. boards too. I've just found a cool okay. image with uh, a, like all of the expansion boards, I think. I'll put it in the board game channel. Yeah, nice. sweet. That's very... Oh, that game looks cool. Do you have that or some? you played it with someone else? Uh, my, my brother's got it. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna steal that from him. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit that up. We're gonna hit that up. That looks sick. Now, all right, the, the suspense is killing me, Shane. Hit me with your number one. <laughs> oh, all or, right. Can we play the fun game of I try and guess it? <laughs> does it does it have a theme like a or will that yeah. give it away? No, nah, no. Nah, try and guess. Okay, well, give give me something. Give me something to work with. Give me a oh, theme. I spoke about it before the episode. Oh, I don't listen to anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Until I say welcome to Hobby Homies, you don't listen to anything. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Did you? Because, no, I think you, before the episode, you even said, I don't want to mention what my games oh, are. Oh, yeah, but I gave it, I, I gave the theme away. What was the theme? Lovecraftian. Oh, true. Oh, you mean at the start of the episode? Oh, all right. yeah. Uh, is it called to Cthulhu? No. Oh, okay. All right. Hit me up. Hit me up. I got to know. I got to know. It's Eldritch Horror. Oh, you did mention that. It's got it's got Cthulhu in it. it does, so I'll, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you points for that. That's awesome, dude. I have yeah. heard so much about the game, but know so little. Yeah. Well, me- I will enlighten you, my friend. Okay. And our listeners. <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was me guzzling. You did the same thing again? Yeah, yeah. I didn't no hands. They <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> see. Uh, yep. Okay. Clearly, you got no gag reflex. Nah, no, um, never, <laughs> never, never. It's never occurred to me to practice. <laughs> Eldritch uh, Horror. Eldritch Horror. So, released in 2013. So, it's been out for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Um, Board Game Geek rate, rated it overall 66. Ah, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> Thematic, 21. So it's, it's up there, you know. It's yeah. definitely in the top 100. So yep. you can't, you, you know, you can't turn your nose up at that. One to eight have. players. Best best suited for four. The money mm-hmm. shot. Mm. Now, playtime is where it's hefty. Two to four <laughs> hours they advertise. Okay, so, you know what? That's not terrible because they no. might be advertising accurately, whereas a lot of other games are like, hey, it t- takes you two hours to play. And you're like, I've never finished that game in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But, like, <laughs> have such a massive, like, vi- like, could be two hours, could be four hours. That's I'd be right. Towards the four. Yeah. You, know? you could sit down at seven and finish it, you know, nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you might finish it at midnight. Who knows? Yeah. Sit down at 7 a.m., finish it at 9 p.m., you mean, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's like a lot of our games go. Yeah. Um, again, this this came in, you know, uh, medium to heavy on the complexity rating, 3.3. 3. 
Yep. Um, it won a whole bunch of awards when it came out. Yeah, okay. So they do that for board games. I guess it's like the, the Grammys. Yeah, the, the board game Grammys, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd watch that too. Um, so the the blurb on the back of this box is um, <laughs> Eldritch Horror is a competitive game of terror and adventure in which one to eight players take on the roles of globetrotting investigators working to solve the mysteries, the, the <clears throat> excuse me, solve mysteries, gather clues, and <laughs> protect the world from an ancient one, an elder intent on destroying our world. So it's set in the Lovecraftian universe that was created by H.P. Lovecraft in the 1920s. Yeah. Um, there's currently eight expansions for it, which I think is massive, but that wow. being said, it's been out for seven years, so it's probably on par. But still, sure. to have, like, so much extra content that you could add to the game, like, from what I've seen online, the core game is enough. It's just to yeah. have all the expansions makes it insane. Yeah, okay. Do you reckon yeah. the price gets quite hefty once you buy all the expansions i would imagine so because i yeah. i was i had the game in my cart today and okay. it was it was about 90 bucks just and the base game just the base game and from what i remember the expansions were about 60 bucks each roughly right. yeah okay. so wow. you must get a fair bit in them to make them worth that like considering it's more than half the price of the core game there's got to be more than half of the content you know what i mean so yeah totally yeah I think like it'd be something that you could build a collection upon. Um, apparently, the replayability is pretty good because you got there's twelve unique investigators, two hundred and fifty tokens, and over three hundred cards between all the decks. Oof, um, content. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine pack up and setups probably a pain in the ass though. Ah uh, yeah, as are um, all the good games. Yeah, yeah. That's um, where that extra two hours comes from. It's like, hey, if you've got it set up already, it takes two hours, but otherwise, it's four hours. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, the so the the base game comes with four different um, ancient ones. So there's Cthulhu, Azathoth, Yog Sothoth, and another one which I can't remember what it's called. No, um, interesting. Yeah, that sounds all right. Would you say, Churchy? No, Lethotep. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. So all these, <laughs> all the, all these words were created by probably a drug-induced session by H.P. Lovecraft in the twenties. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yep. <laughs> apparently, this language he created was not meant to be pronounced by humans. That's why it all sounds like you're drowning in your own vomit. Yeah, um, yeah it's meant to be all like guttural and weird and stuff. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. The um, language if, is Rylechian. If not humans, who birds? <laughs> The ancient ones, dude. Shrimps. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the ancient ones and all the monsters that they summon through portals. Ah, um, the portal people. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the the idea of the game is it's it's a map of the world and you travel between different cities and, and points of interest, I should say. Um, per turn, you've got different actions that you take, um, different kinds of move action, which I thought was really interesting. Like, a lot of the land travel can be done by rail. Sea travel, you have to buy like tickets, like Ooh. sea tickets. Yeah, so it's it's pretty pretty interesting. And you know, you can it being a cooperative game. If you meet up in the same point of interest as a, another player, you can trade items with them. Um, That's yeah. interesting. Oh man, it, like I, yeah, I've watched a few videos on it now, and it just looks fantastic. So, 
just did a little quick. Uh, you mentioned solo board games before. This yeah. apparently is the twenty-first ranked solo board game on oh, Board wow. Game Geek. There's like a it's like a little place where they go and everyone votes for their solo board games and co-op board games. Yeah, it's it's got number of years in the top one hundred six. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been out for seven, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it's got yeah. a lot of votes for the number one solo board game, but it comes in at 21. Okay. So that's, I mean, you know, of all the board games that exist in the entire world. Which is over 100,000 on that website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned that. That's probably a good game for you, man. A solo yeah. That's like top 25 solo board games all time. Ah, you son of a bitch. I'm going to buy it now. I also said you could borrow Wingspan, <laughs> which apparently is number 17 for solo board games. Oh, really? Yeah. That's... I've got Gaia Project, which is number 13. Yeah. Viticulture, which we recommended to our Patreon, Dave, is number 12. Um, There's some good ones. I mean, obviously, Gloomhaven, number six. Scythe, number five. Yeah. Terraforming number Mars, one? number three. Yep. Uh, Mage Knight number two, which I own, and Spirit Island number one, which I oh, own. Oh, damn. Bro, come over, dude. You can play in my shed. We'll keep social distancing. And you can... <laughs> True <Wow>. that. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah. I'm, of all those games that I just mentioned, because I've played a fair bit of them, I'm most excited for the one you just mentioned, Eldritch Horror. Oh, oh yeah. Well, um, I'm buying it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that will help with us <laughs> watching yeah. to play it. And that's just solo, you know, the fact that it's yeah. so highly ranked as a game itself. Yeah, I've I've never been like, I've always thought like a board game wouldn't quite work solo, but I've played a couple now and it, it totally does. Like people just think like, oh, you're playing a game by yourself. It's like. It's the yeah. same thing as a video game. It's just you're doing all the work. The computer's not doing it for you. Totally, you know, yeah. nothing different. So it's, it's a challenging. It stretches yourself. Like It's like a Rubik's Cube, you know? You don't play that cold. That'd be weird. <laughs> Would it, though? <laughs> I mean, we could, we could try and do it one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the challenge is playing against the game and trying to figure out, you know, beating your personal best last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially when the, like... Your opponent, which is the game, has its own mechanics that you have to follow. Like, obviously, you have to follow the rules. And yeah. Yeah. so they're designed, a lot of these games are designed with the intent of, sing, of solo play. So, you know, you it's, follow the mechanics, you follow the rules, and you're going to have a challenging game ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that so many of the games that I have purchased recently are games within the last 10 years. In fact, I don't own anything older than that. Yeah, and they're all top solo games. I think that speaks to the fact that it's more of a recent thing, solo board gaming. Oh man! But even that being said, in the last ten years, board gaming has just come leaps and bounds That's from true. what it was. You know, we're not we're not playing Monopoly anymore, or we're not playing like tic tac toe. We're Squatter. playing like serious games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's you very know, cool. like. Yeah, I don't. I think games older than ten years. There's not a lot that come to mind which jump out at me. Maybe like Battleship. That's probably like the only one that's worth playing. How <laughs> the <rest> of them. <laughs> There's actually a really cool Battleship game that we play sometimes when we have too many players for other games in our board game group. Oh yeah, 
but I, 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 sorry, I can't remember what it's called, but it's up to eight players, which is wow. great. Um, if, if I had to choose and we had an eight player game, I'd play Sidereal Confluence, the big black cube game. Yeah. Um, but not everyone loves it. They don't love the in your face trading part of it. Oh, so they, they I mean, need to leave the, the game group, dude. I mean, I agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> but then if they do, then we don't have enough players to play it. So I'll fill one of the um, spots. <laughs> thanks, bro. I'll get you and Churchill along to the next one. Um, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Oh, that was weird. And essential. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this, someone, someone, someone will listen to this episode. But I know what that game's called. But basically, it's Battleship, right? Kind of. It's Battleship. And there's four players on each team and you have a role. Battleship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One is like the, you've got like a, uh, I'll go into, you know what? I'll save that for the next one. (laughs) I'll save it for the next one. Yeah, it might be an idea. Those will be here all night. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, The oldest game that I can think of, off the top of my head, on that note, sort of like something that's maybe more than 10 years old. Yep. Actually, there's there's a fair few. Like if you think of, Oh, gosh, Catan, Settlers of Catan. Oh, yeah, true. Puerto Rico, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, or Agricola. No. But it's funny, those three games I mentioned that are older were games that people played for 10, 15 years because they were, that's all there was. Not all yeah. there was, they were phenomenal games. But, yeah, it's come through so much where instead of getting one insane board game a year we're getting like 50 oh yeah you it's can't keep like up with them to yeah. make like an analogy it's almost like with consoles how there's different generations of consoles so it's almost exactly like we're in a new yeah, generation true and those older games like katan and that were like the generation before that like laid the foundation for all these awesome games to happen now yeah and Incredible. obviously there's a few That's classics a- that you will all you always go back to you know like crash bandicoot but the new games <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to be, did it sound different on your end? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy, actually. And you know what? A similar thing has happened with board games and video games. You mentioned early access and how video games have suffered from that. Yeah. It happens a little bit with board games where they really... Are they doing betas and that, are they? Or are they doing like well, FAQs or... No, well, FAQs, yes, but I think that's just, you know, play testing. Thousands of people play the game. Yeah. Um, hey, yo, Dominion's over 10 years old as well, so that's something to... Jesus, I've got that. <laughs> yeah, I know. The when was it released? Is... I'm curious. 2008. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, I that's, mean, like, yeah. that's like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think, that, is that when Obama was elected? Yeah, probably. There you go. That feels like a... Kevin Rudd? No, it was Kevin 07. Kevin 07. He was kicked out in 08. What a campaign. Rudd the stud. Rudd the stud. Rudd the stud. He took over from eyebrows, did he not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I forget the point of this podcast. Our international listeners are going to be like, who the fuck is eyebrows? You know what? Even some of our national listeners. <laughs> True. You know what? Literally every single uh, person that's in junior school of my, the school that I work at, was born after 2010 or something. No, after 2008. That's the one. 
So they That's don't even a know. Scary thought. Yeah, it's insane. Well, it's I'm pretty insane. sure. I'm pretty sure Test Dummy wasn't around when Eyebrows was in. Oh, I can't do the maths. 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably born when, in when Kevin Rudd came in. That's yeah. insane. That anyway, that's madness. We're old. Um, yeah, true. that's true. Are we done? Are we, is our lives over? I think. I think so. <laughs> the best part's behind us, friends. I woke um, up this morning. It was like, like my back was just killing me, and there you go. now I got sunburnt like the other day, and my nose is a bit a bit sore, and I got to put cream on it. So I think I'm old, man. I think sunburn applies to all ages, actually. <laughs> if, if I'm honest with you, that's yeah, not, but that's I've, never had to, I've never had to put cream on before. Normally, it just gets better. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, well, I've got a friend that always says, there's a cream for that. <laughs> just no matter what happens. I'll be like, yo, dude, I, every time I refresh Facebook, it just like bugs out. It's like, there's a cream for that. <laughs> so that's, 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 that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Speaking of board games, we're giving one away. Yes, we are. We're absolutely giving one away. I mentioned it earlier, photosynthesis. Now, the drama that went into acquiring this board game, I'm not going to go into it. No. Shane. Blood, sweat, and tears were shed in the process. Oh, my word. What an ordeal. (laughs) But alas, it's coming. It's on its way. It's going to come here to my house. I'm going to assess it. And then I'm going to ship it. Are you sure so, it's going to your house, not going to work? It's going to work. I meant to say work. Oh, okay. I would never trust anyone to drop something off at my house. It'll get <laughs> stolen. I've got a towel over my head. I'm pretty sure when I take it off, everything in the shed is going to be gone. <laughs> someone's nicked. I've got noise-canceling headphones on. Someone's robbed me. Absolutely. My, my car has been broken into five times. Anyways. Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. What I the fuck? Lock, I mean, it might have, in, in, in their defense, I should probably lock it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same person. It's like, yeah, yeah I bet you this fucker let his car unlocked again. No, yep. <laughs> legit, I'm pretty sure there's just a bloke that rolls around at 4 a.m. and just like tests all the, the car doors. And the same dude's been in it like five times. I'm should, honestly thinking about just leaving him a present, being like, you hey, should dude, like. Sleep in the back, and then when he like opens the door, you could like surprise him. Yeah, the good uh, like the interesting thing is, I've never had anything valuable taken. So at one time, I had a thousand dollars worth of drills and stuff in the back, and he took my broken uh, iPhone four. So maybe got spooked. Maybe yeah. I mean, this camera's everywhere. If I cared enough, I could just. It's like Big Brother in my street. There's like a (laughs) camera opposite me. Well, no, no shit, dude. If my car got broken into even once, I'd put cameras up. Well, they're not even mine. Like, our, we're on the <laughs> corner, and our two neighbors have cameras that point, you know, at their street, but it hits our house. So, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought I would. I've got. So, app Photosynthesis is a board game we're giving away. To everyone that has ever liked our Facebook page. Well, to one of those people, not to everyone. <laughs> no, to every single person. <laughs> you get a photosynthesis. <laughs> and you get a photosynthesis. And you get a photosynthesis. If Oprah Whoa. does it, why can't why can't we? Why can't Hobby Homies? <laughs> maybe, maybe if we get a million dollars worth of Patreon you know subscribers, what? we'll Oprah this shit. But right you now. You guys yeah. always are harsh on my buzz. You only get one. <laughs> People listening, just know I wanted everyone to have a copy, but these two knocks are <laughs> like, oh, no, only give away one. We can only afford one. It's global uh, pandemic. <laughs> 
Anyways, yeah. okay, yeah. So I've got currently all 180. Hang on, let me just quickly check and make sure no one knew like the page. Oh, okay, one person did. Thank you. <laughs> now I have to add you, Kieran Rosser. Okay, let me just add you. God damn it, Kieran. <laughs> Kieran. It'd be funny if he won. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> okay, so now we've put all 185 people in this. I've got a click to spin yep. wheel. And I better, I'm going to record this for legal reasons. Like I'm going to record my screen. Oh, yeah. And, okay, boom. All right. Let me just, there's a little countdown. Okay, cool. <laughs> now I'm going to click to spin, and this is the winner for photosynthesis. You guys can't hear it, but it's going <laughs> as it like spins past people. Okay. And the winner is James Hamilton. James Hamilton. Old Jimmy. Jimmy Ham. I like to Jimmy, call him. Jimmy Bob Hamilton himself. The man. The uh, second. You may have liked our page and never listened to our podcast, so this is all irrelevant to you. But we'll contact him on Facebook and yeah. do all the necessary things and get him a copy of Photosynthesis for him to play in lockdown with whoever. Maybe alone. Can Although you, you can't play it by yourself, no. So there you go. Get a friend. Uh, if you don't have one, we're here for you, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, James, we can play it on can call you Jimmy? Simulator. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we'll send that to him. Uh, we give away things, something, every month here at Hobby homies. Yeah. Uh, what's next month's thing? Don't know yet. No, we haven't come that, come that far yet. No, we like to keep it thematical and yeah. relevant and something that most people who listen to the podcast can use. So yeah, we'll think of something spicy. It'll be on the Facebook. It'll be on the Discord. It'll be everywhere. Everywhere. Probably talk about it next episode. You won't be able to leave your house without knowing about it. No. We're getting so, like Skyriders and shit. Yeah. Yep, we'll get a blimp. Yeah. Oh, dude, blimps. Blimps are sick, Why man. Why aren't they a thing? They are a thing. Like, no, yeah, oh, man, yeah. But, like, there's, cru- <laughs> there's cruise ships that go in the ocean, right? Why don't let them, like, cru- cruise Where blimps? else would a cruise ship go? <laughs> <laughs> a river if it's big enough? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what about a, a cruise blimp, right? right? Imagine that. That'd be fucking sick. I would totally get around a cruise blimp. You get on here... And yeah. instead of sailing, because who likes sailing? Sailors, you sail through the yeah. skies and then you yeah. get over there. And so, so I mean, a pool won't work. Okay. You can't have a pool on there. I well, think everyone's ever, uh, everyone's, I mean, the Hindenburg ruined it. Let's be honest. Don't yeah. say that word to me. <laughs> ruined? Don't you dare say that <laughs> word to me. <laughs> you know, I'm bringing, it, I'm bringing it back. Okay. Look, dude. Yeah, I just don't know. Even hot air balloons are a little iffy. I'm like, what if, you know, it's like parachutes. True. What if, I mean, a, well, what hang if a on. Bird with metal wings flies through and what if a drone, you know? Yeah, oh, but like if, people get in helicopters and helicopters are just like knives that spin around with I mean, a bucket. But you're in the knife. No, you're in the bucket. Okay. You're in the bucket protected by <laughs> knives. <laughs> You're not a bucket protected by a balloon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, balloon. What if a helicopter crashes into your <laughs> blimp? Anyways. Motherfucker, all right. 
So this has been a Hobby Homies podcast. <laughs> um, we ah. are on apparently everything. We are on everything. On iTunes, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all, all those other things. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, fb.me slash Hobby Homies. Totally. We're on YouTube, Discord. Join the Discord. We have live sessions, live episodes once a month. Say uh, I'm a listener. This is my first uh, time listening. You're How a listener. Can I get to the Discord. You can get to the Discord by the Facebook page. Where is it on the Facebook page? So I go to Hobby Homies. Yep. And then what? In fact, scroll. let me let me do it. Scroll. Down. scroll. <laughs> we probably should pin that somewhere i think let's pin it yeah let's pin let's, it up to the top uh, you know what let's throw it in our about what do you reckon yeah good idea yeah yeah good idea we'll put the discord link in the about on the facebook page that That's way cool. you can find it without scrolling and if you ever if you ever can't find it our email is on the facebook page hobbyhomies at gmail.com email us yep. message us on facebook be like hey can i get in on this discord yeah uh and we'll be like <laughs> No, no <laughs> please jump on in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're also on Patreon, so we have patrons on there that that like to give us, you know, they buy us Cash a beer money. once a month. Yeah, um, and that goes towards us producing new content um, and and continuing these episodes. Nothing we produce will be hidden behind a paywall. They may get you know exclusive benefits like um, a miniature painted for our OG homies. So we yeah. we paint we paint you a miniature and send it to you. Yeah, um, that's all actually on us. my favorite thing that we do. Oh yeah, um, only because you know you, you, if you sign up and be like a, an OG Patreon, it takes a few months for you before you haven't. Hang on, my brain just <laughs> melted. <laughs> but like, it costs us a lot to buy this mini. It costs us a lot to like our time and effort to paint it and stuff, which we yeah. don't care about because we actually froth it. Oh yeah, but you actually get something valuable for your monies, as well as you know supporting us, which is you know we're so humbled by. Oh, of course. Even even our one dollar patrons, um, we we can't thank them enough because it uh, it just helps us continue to do this and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our Patreon, our OGs, which we like to shout out at every episode and just make sure we we know. I mean, I hope that all Patreons know, like you said, that even people that give us a dollar a month, it, it adds up. It all helps. It's, you know, we never thought oh, we yeah. make cash monies, not make cash monies. We, we ha- we're hemorrhaging money. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you buy us a few beers and... Yeah, it, it's incredible. But for yeah. our OGs who have gone above and beyond, we just want to thank you guys. Um, you a- allow us to do things like the video content we're starting, the live podcast that we're going to do once a month. Yep. Um, I want to start with you, Churchy, because you're here. Thank oh, you. Yeah. The man, always the myth, the legend. Yeah, you're one of our OG homies, and you also do so much more than just support us with your OG homie payments but you also do everything else literally everything else yeah we just talk shit and churchy makes it sound bearable <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's a feat that is a feat oh yeah i've heard it takes him days even yeah longer yeah years. um we've got <laughs> <Ten years. laughs> this was actually made in 2008 <laughs> barack has just been nominated for prime minister wins. of uh, yeah, I think he could do it. Who's is he Rudd, against? Is Rudd still in office? 
Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't no tell you. Gillard's in now. Rod left oh, line. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's going to ruin the NBN. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have such years. a hard time remembering this current year of 2008. Yeah, it's been madness. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. been madness. You're 2008. Lucky, I'm in year 12. I'm in year... I think I dropped out. I'm in, I'm in year 11, I think. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Dave, we want to thank Dave, the person that's organized. He's one of our OG patrons, but also the organizer of the Warhammer 40K League in Geelong. Hells yeah. Um, so he's an absolute lad. I want to thank Foggy from Geelong as well. Uh, another, ten, another uh, what do you call it? OG homie. Yep. Uh, he actually provided me with my beers to, tonight, which is amazing. Like that's directly sick. actually gave me beers. <laughs> yeah. We work together. I see him often. What a, he's, You're an absolute top. Top lad, Foggy. And our OG OG, the man himself, Final Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Through Final Dinosaur, all things are possible. That's it. <laughs> he was our very first um, international listener as well from Belgium. And True. he's just a top bloke. We appreciate you, Final Dinosaur. You know, I want to quickly say something um, regarding international listeners. Um, uh-huh. By the way, Final Dinosaur, I'm so sorry that you're the last of your kind. Must yeah, that's be sad. Incredibly lonely. But you're still um, here. But you're still here. And and look, we're still here. Mm-hmm. We're still here for you. Um, but we have we have someone listening from Clitchy, Elier de France, who's listened uh-huh. to every single one of our episodes. So incredible. To that guy. Cheers, man. Yeah, bro. As the French <laughs> say, thank you. <laughs> when they speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jaime. You're a legend. Yeah. That's yeah. champion. And you know, our Patreons support us financially. That's incredible. But our listeners, you guys support us in the most important way. And that's by making us not feel like we've wasted the last <laughs> hour and a half talking. You know? Yeah. 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 Even though You're we're all our pro- hobby homies. We'd probably still do it if we if we didn't have anyone listening because it's still fun. But Absolutely. Know, I'd, knowing I'd do this that for one listener. Oh yeah. Yeah. Knowing that there's people that are enjoying this content um, and getting around the, the Discord and the Facebook page is awesome. Incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Um something I'm excited for is something is what we talked about last week. And What's it's that? not technically a board game, but it's Test of Honor. Oh yeah. Today today I went Test of Honor mad as I have every day for the last week. Yep. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll, we'll have another. It's part of our journey into Test of Honor series. We'll talk yeah. about it. They when can we listen do our back, next episode. Listen, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, have a listen. You know, learn with us what Test of Honor is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was like, I downloaded. You can buy um, Graham Davy, the designer of the game, released a digital rulebook just a few days ago, and. I was looking through that and the rules were so much deeper than I originally thought. And it looks, there's actually a slow grow campaign in the rule book. Nice. Where you can start with, you know, a handful of models and then you play with your friends and then the next time you add more models and we'll talk about all that on our next one. But if yep. you don't know what test of honor is, listen to our last one, which Shane said was episode 18, but it was actually <laughs> 17. Although technically... You were correct because we have an episode zero. Yeah, that's what I was counting. Yeah, there you go. So yep. you were both right and wrong. That's fine. In the same sentence. Well done. That's fine. I'm fine with that. 
<laughs> um, next week's episode. What are you thinking? Oh man, this one has got me very, very erect. Okay, I am good. look looking forward to the next episode so hard. I wish it was next week already. Next episode is uh, how should we explain? It's just going to be all the there's there's been a lot of rumors about yep. ninth edition. 40k oh yeah there's been a lot of things come out for psychic awakening for 40k um if you don't know what that is fear not listen to next week's episode we'll talk about that um but i went down a rabbit hole exploring some of the rumors and some of the interesting things about ninth edition and i'm excited for next episode yeah big there's actually tons of news and stuff that's happening uh there's a comp- there's a, a a website we use to order a lot of our 40k stuff called Mighty Ape. It just started doing orders again. Oh, don't don't even. You sent me a message today and you were like, <laughs> "Oh, dude, <laughs> Mighty Ape started." It's like you were disappointed because you knew how much money we we're going to spend again. <laughs> it's been nice saving money because we can't actually buy 40k stuff right now. Yeah, but bloody Mighty Ape had to go and open again, and I know GW's. I think opening. It's like, dude, it's, like, it's like they want my girlfriend to leave me. Yeah, they must. They absolutely <laughs> must. The uncomparable ape. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, that's next episode. Tune in to hear about all the stuff surrounding uh, everything 40K, news, rumors. Yep. All those other – there's a word I'm looking for, but it's escaped me. So. Yep, we'll leave it at that. Biciness. Yeah. All right. So until then, paint some models, play some games, and we'll chat to you next time. Hobby hard, friends. We're out. Peace. 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 Peace.